Hello, hi and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and a midweek instalment of Bullet Points. Now let's talk about the back-to-school vibes that go hand-in-hand with the first week of September, even if your school days are far, far behind you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So it's that back to school energy I want to talk about, right? This is what really sort of hits us in September. And I genuinely don't think it matters how many years it has been since you left the education system. For me, it's been 25 years next year. Goodness. (laughs) And I'm talking about when I left university. So there's something about the first week of September that makes me feel a little bit uneasy. And I'm wondering if you can relate Don't get me wrong, there is something quite nice about September and the feeling that you get something of a fresh start as you head into the final phase of the year. A little bit like New Year, but with some experience under your belt. It's a funny combination of feelings, I think. And I will never forget the glee of going into the local town with my mum as a kid to get new pens, pencil cases and the like, all of which meant much more than just having something to write with or to colour with. Your pencil cases were your personality. (laughs) How you wanted to stand out and or fit in when everything else about you was uniformed, quite literally. I honestly, I can remember just scurrying behind my mother, just so desperate to get into W.A. Smith's. Anyway, so the cooler mornings had a freshness to them and made things feel clean, new. And there was an excitement about the new beginnings of a new classroom, potentially new classmates, new classes, lessons, teachers, classrooms even. It was all very new and exciting and unknown I suppose and when you're in school though you are given some sort of grace a little bit of time to adjust to new schedules new new everything you are given a few weeks before you're expected to know your timetable inside out and back to front and the leap from one year to the next is tempered by going at something of an easier pace as adults though there is none of this (laughs) I feel, and after conducting a straw poll of some friends, I know that a lot of them also feel an intense pressure to make this last phase of the year, really moving into Q4, really have this last push before year end, so that the year ends even better than the preceding months combined. And I say it a lot on this podcast, but if I've thought it, then I know someone else has, has somewhere too thought it as well. And I started looking into it and I discovered that September anxiety is a real thing. Very real, in fact. And you know what? I wasn't even really aware of 
September anxiety as such because it was something that I just sort of felt but ignored those sorts of wobbly tummy feelings that you think yeah I know I'm feeling a bit uneasy but I don't really have time to pull at that thread or to really investigate what's really going on so I'm just going to get on with my life and I think a lot of us can relate to that but this year for some reason I don't know if it's because the first of September was on a fr- I think it was on a Friday and then we had the weekend and I don't know if I just had a little bit more time to really look at it but I definitely felt it this year in a way that I probably have before, but it made me look into it. And did you know, because when I started to investigate, I was stunned, stunned to know that Google has a misery index. <clears throat> I'm not even joking. There is a misery index. And according to the misery index, our stress peaks in September and October. So September anxiety, I don't know if I want to use a word anxiety for this. September stress, let's call it, is a very real thing. And this, my dear listeners, should be a comfort to all of us who feel stressed or icky or uneasy or unsure about these sort of weird, unsettled emotions that we're feeling, but aren't quite sure what they are or why we're having them and feel silly for feeling them. This is your comfort to know there is a reason and you're not alone. There's absolutely no denying that there's a sort of line in the sand that gets drawn once summer ends. There's a mental shift as people literally shift out of holiday gear into a work mode. But this subtle but very real attitudinal shift goes hand in hand with another change that, again, if you didn't really stop to notice it, you might miss it. But it's the change in weather. So actually, these two quite abrupt and concentrated changes are Just those two things alone are enough to make people feel stressed. That change is toxic. People don't like change. Those changes that perhaps aren't signposted and don't begin one day, you know, you go to bed and one day, the next day you wake up and it happens. It happens sort of gradually, but suddenly, if that is, if that could even be the case, but they are enough to make you feel stressed. And September stress is actually studied. And I'm not kidding. When I started to pull at this thread, I was dumbfounded. September stress is actually studied and was dubbed stress timber when therapists noticed that patients tended to show increased stress in the autumn, sort of like a, a back to school vibe was accompanied by the conversations around feeling more pressure, more stress, whatever. So there's the change in weather, of course, and seasonal affective disorder, SAD, is well known and is a mental illness linked to a, linked to a reduction in vitamin D. So get those supplements, get those vitamin D supplements, just get the oil capsules because vitamin D is an oil-soluble vitamin. I take mine, I take the one from AG1, which is in a little, um, it's like a skincare serum. It's not, it's like a dropper bottle and you put one drop and that's enough for your daily allowance into whatever it is that you might be drinking. Obviously I'm drinking AG1, so I put it in there. But Get your vitamin D in is what I'm going to say. And of course, there are the changes in routine. If you're listening to this and you have children, then you will likely be feeling this more than most. And my thoughts are with you. But it's disruptive. There are learning curves, changes, learning new routines, which feels so weird and sort of doesn't really make sense considering you've probably only really just got very, very good at the last routine. And all of this can have an impact on our mental and physical health. And let's not forget that feeling any perfectionist has of wanting to start back to work after a holiday, having shed the stuff that hasn't worked before so that you only move forward with supreme efficiency. Well, that's unrealistic and unhelpful too. And that's the stuff of movies, not real life. And another straw straw poll of my friends revealed that quite a few people don't really feel as though they've had a break. Rather, they've kept going because there's pressure at work or time off hasn't been possible 
or for whatever reason, they are coming back into this back to work vibe with low reserves, emotional, mental, physical reserves. So rather than being rested and recovered from a summer break, they feel more stressed than at any other time of the year. All of this is to say that if you feel as though you're in the straw that broke the camel's back territory right now, it's not your imagination. Though it can be helpful to label our feelings and emotions, it doesn't mean we have to be defined by them. So just because we know stress timber, I can't believe it's called stress timber, just because we know stress timber is real, doesn't mean that any stress we experience over the coming weeks will necessarily mean we're at breaking point. It's normal to feel stressed at this time of year. We're all probably feeling it a bit. So what can we do to alleviate it? Well, I've, I've thought long and hard about the advice that I want to give in this episode of Bullet Points. So this is what I think could potentially work if you are feeling this sort of unsettled vibe, as I've been feeling, and want to just sort of eliminate the feeling of unease by creating some sort of stability, whether that's mental, physical or emotional. So my first, my first word of wisdom slash advice is reset. And this is very much a sort of have you tried switching it off and switching it on again kind of vibe rather than a detailed review of the year so far, which is more work than any of us really want to face. You can simply just ask yourself what has been working and what has felt harder than it needed to. And from there, make adjustments, not changes, adjustments. The other thing to do is to prioritize. So you do get a chance, I suppose, if even if you haven't had a big break, just to think about whether you've taken on too much. Are you listening to too much noise and has that derailed you? This doesn't require sitting down and starting a fresh notebook. And just on that point, I cannot be the only person who loves a beautiful notebook but will and will buy many of them, but will never write in them because I feel as though I somehow damage them or sully them or ruin them with my terrible scrawl. And so, yeah, I don't buy fresh beautiful notebooks anymore but I used to love it but I don't think I can be alone in that anyone else anyway but it doesn't mean having to have that beautiful notebook you can just list your priorities and make sure they are getting the time that's required and also just being really honest with yourself and and looking at everything and thinking do you need to ask for help anywhere or delegate anything and actually the bullet points episode I did last week so it'll be two episodes ago if you're on the feed it was about the 30 life hacks and there are some great tips in there. So there are, well, there are 30 of them. There are 30 hacks. But there's one which is the 333 hack about prioritizing and allotting time to certain tasks. And I think that can be really helpful. So my third tip is to track your progress. This one can seem like it would trip you up. But if you're looking for a trend over time, then that's going to be where you're going to find the magic, the secret source. So bear, bear with me on this one. So what I mean by track your progress is this. So and I've talked about this many times, but I'm sorry, it's relevant to me and it may, it's easy to talk about, but weight loss. When I started to have success with weight loss and maintained weight loss, it was, uh, it was releasing from the idea of the loss and attaching to the idea of the consistent behaviors. So I shifted the priority from wanting to see the scale down, go down all the time and wanting that and which I obviously had control over, but I couldn't really do anything about the actual scale weight. And then really focusing very, very much on my behaviors and just trusting that if I'm consistent, if I perform these actions this many times a week, I have to trust that the results will come and that's what happens. So what I mean by track your progress is this, rather than setting ridiculous goals to reach by the end of the year, just think what kind of trend 
would I like to see? If I if if this particular task was a graph, would I want to see it going up? Would I want to see it see it staying the same, or would I want to see it going down? Like, what is the overall outcome I would like to see between now and the end of the year? And within that, there can be spikes. So the graph that you want to go down can go up, and the graph that you want to go up can go down just as long as the trend over time is going in the direction that you want to go. And I think sometimes when you come back, particularly after a break or everyone's like, yeah, we've got the final push at the end of the year, you can push too hard. And I think better to aim for that trend over time, which means that it's just about putting in the consistent effort. So I think that can be really helpful. And that will obviously be, can be specific to whatever it is that you do in your life for work or whatever it is. The other thing is to set goals. And this might be another one that sounds like it's making a rod for your own back, but hear me out. Basically, if you're already stressed and you're heading into September thinking, I will rest at Christmas, then stop. I am very guilty of this. I have done it many, many times and it gets me nowhere. How about your goal is to take one day off every month between now and Christmas. That's not many days. And those days are for nothing but recovery, not for catching up on stuff, not for doing the things that you never have time for, but just stopping. It's easier said than done. I really do appreciate that. But what if you make that decision for yourself now, book the days and book the cinema or a nail appointment in advance, and then you'll be able to look back at Christmas and say you have a ta- you have tangible evidence of having stopped. If only for one day a month, you can at least acknowledge that you were doing at least doing something. And it sounds daft, but once you can see four of those racked up, four of those days racked up between now and Christmas, you will feel that you're making some progress. There's a lot to be said for that dopamine hit of thinking that you're, of seeing, of setting a goal and performing it, ticking it off your list. There is something to be said for that. Now I'm going to be real. My next one is to start therapy. You heard me. Too many of us try to go it alone, but offloading your thoughts and feelings confidentially with a trained therapist can change the size, shape and weight of your stresses and worries. And I speak from first-hand experience. When I first went into therapy back in 2016, I had the weight of the world on my shoulders, but a lot of it was there. Not necessarily because it was there. A lot of it was the the stuff that was going on in my head and saying all of that stuff out loud. It's amazing how many things, the second you say it out loud, hoping that the other person will see what you see. It's amazing how small they become or how this big red balloon of worry that's sort of floating around your mind at all times. As soon as you say it out loud, it kind of does that and sort of flutters across the room making a silly fart noise and then disappears. So maybe consider therapy. It has never been easier to get therapy. You don't even have to go to a physical therapy session. You can do therapy online with people like Self Space or BetterHelp. Book a couple of therapy sessions between now and the end of the year or one a month for the rest of the year and just think I'm going to invest in myself. I've said it many, many times on this podcast, but in, but an investment in you is never a bad investment. And if this is one of the most significant stress peaks of the year for the general population, then a few sessions with a therapist makes pretty good sense, don't you think? Here's another one. This is a great one. This is one of my favorites. Tidy up. This is one of the best and easiest ways to get an endorphin high and feel as though you've got some control over your life. My friend Charlotte takes great glee in taking the mick out of me for my obsession with my carpet rake. (laughs) But... Every week I do a weekly deep clean 
of my flat. And as she knows, that is either on a Thursday or a Friday. It used to be on a Friday night, but actually now I do it on a, a Thursday. And my final task is hoovering. And for some reason, when, even if I've polished everything, changed the beds, cleaned the bathrooms to top to bottom, like given them a good scrub with my scrub daddy sponges, all of that, kitchen's been completely taken down, steamed the lot. It's not until the carpets have been hoovered that it feels like the job has been done and it's like a reboot and a software update every single time. And by reboot and software update, I mean emotional and mental reboot and software update every single time. And throughout the week, I top up the carpet by giving them a rake because the footprints make it look untidy and it's just how it is. Anyway, I know spring cleaning is a thing, but taking everything summary out of your closet, shifting what's in your eyeline when you get dressed in the morning, organizing your drawers so everything is neat, tidy and organized. I swear it saves lives. I am not kidding you. If you don't believe me, start with one drawer. Go on, go into your kitchen. If you're listening to this with a, I'm thinking, don't stop listening to the podcast. But since when has anybody been tethered to a physical thing to listen to a podcast? If you're listening to this on your AirPods or earphones, go into the kitchen if you're at home and go to your cutlery drawer and take everything out and give the drawer a good wipe down, like properly go in, get a get a scrubber thing with some uh, detergent or some kitchen spray, give it a good clean, then wipe it down and then put all your cutlery back in, but not before you've given that a bit of a polish too. And by polish, I don't mean silver polish, I just mean just run a microfiber cloth over it. And then tell me that it doesn't make you feel better when you open that drawer, seeing how tidy and organized it is. Seriously, tell me. <laughs> Email me if it does not give you some sense of pleasure or achievement or something, because it does. And the other thing I would say, a final tip, is convince yourself you love it. I said at the top of the podcast how this brings back back to school stress for me. And I do believe that's some mild PTSD right there. I've heard tell that if you have exam nightmares, uh, then that is a sort of a very mild form of PTSD. I have uh, PTSD from one of my old jobs. And it shows up very irregularly, but the way that it shows up is in a very specific nightmare and it's the same every single time. And I have a colleague that I used to work with and it happened to me recently and I was so upset by it because I hadn't had it for about maybe a couple of years. And I just had to message her and say, I know you'll understand this, but I had I had the nightmare last night. And it was so comforting for her to be able to understand and say, yeah, it was terrible. It was a rough experience. And anyway, that's sort of a massive sidetrack because we're talking about exam stress here. But it's about convincing yourself that you love it. So this morning, I did a glute and hamstring isolation workout. I hate those workouts. I hate them. I dread them. I honestly dread them. I've said before in this podcast on a Sunday night, I sit down and I put the links for the workouts that I'm going to have time for that week into my diary. And when I know that there's a glute and hamstring isolation, I'm like, oh, for God's sake. But I only do them, well, I do them for two reasons. One, because I'm a lower body fat storer and my legs are not toned. And so I know that they're very important. But the other thing is that they're usually followed by an upper body workout, which I love. So I did mine this morning. It was 52 minutes, if you please, of hip thrust sumo squats sumo squat pulses, half sumo squats, banded sumo squats, banded squats. I mean, it was just squats, thrusts, single leg thing. And I was just annoyed the whole time. But at the end, I said out loud three times, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. Even though I dread it, what I do enjoy is 
how I know that that consistent effort over time is going to impact the look and the strength of my legs. Now, muscle is the organ of longevity. My leg muscles, I think I've got decent ones. So, hey, that's a good thing, right? And my legs do need more of an investment in me than other body parts. So um, I, I have to put the time in. So what I'm trying to mentally do is switch from not dreading it. And I think there is a huge amount to be said for this, is to not dread the thing that you do dread so just to sort of change your circuitry if you can and the only way to do that is by over time sort of repeating to yourself that you like something that you know is good for you even if you don't enjoy doing it so there's so much to love about autumn it's cozy halloween can be quite fun pumpkin spice lattes if that's your thing it's not my thing and i envy all the people who get really excited about psls but i couldn't give two hoots but anyway but just think about all those things and remind yourself that it's only at this time of year that we get to enjoy them. And also there is something quite lovely about how when the season really does change, there's a definite sort of uh, scent, perfume in the air that's really quite comforting and beautiful. So think about that. Anyway, those are my tips. The idea that you reset, you prioritise, you track your progress, you set some goals, you start therapy, you tidy up and you convince yourself that you love it. And that can be applied to stress timber or anything else that might be causing you a little bit of a roadblock. So what I would love to know, and I think we should talk about this in the Facebook group, is if anyone else is feeling the stress of September. Is it linked to school memories, exams? Is it linked to work, the shift in work? The fact that you never feel as though you get enough rest and recovery over the summer? Let's talk about it in the Facebook group. The link to join is in the show notes. And we had some great conversations in there about the life hacks and about the solo episode I did about morning routines, which if you are listening to this, and you are thinking about wanting to sort of get some sort of routine going now that we are moving into the sort of the final phase of the year, then that's definitely a great episode to listen to. So go back one episode and have, a, have and check that one out because there's been some fabulous feedback on that one from people saying that they found it really useful. So that's everything for bullet points this week. Don't forget, go to the Facebook group. Tell me whether you like autumn. Tell me whether you like Halloween. Tell me whether you like pumpkin spice lattes. Thank you for listening. Oh, don't forget you can DM me on Instagram and Twitter while I'm at Emma Garns. Or you can also email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. But as ever, I want to thank you for listening, for following, for commenting, for subscribing, for spreading the word about the podcast. I appreciate it hugely. And I will see you on the next one. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.